Hello, this is Reverend John Harfouch, and you're listening to the Christian Harfouch Ministries podcast. We have a message for you today from Apostle Dr. Christian Harfouch. For more information, live broadcasts, and video teachings, connect with us online at globalrevival.com and join us every week for the Christian Harfouch Ministries podcast. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Now I want to um, um, talk to you again, um, reiterating the significance, the importance, and 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 the specificity of this time. This is a specific time. Um, every. Uh, gathering has a purpose every meeting has a purpose Um, whether it's a prayer meeting has a purpose whether it's a worship meeting it has a purpose a revival meeting has a purpose a international miracle institute session or sessions has a purpose the purpose is the intended outcome without an outcome we can't labor in hope And so with first century faith, there's an intended purpose. That intended purpose has an outcome. Without that outcome, we can't labor in faith or in hope together. Now, we have an outcome. That outcome is not conjured up by man's hope or wish, but delivered to you and I by the will and the wish of the Lord. That intention is our transformation into his definition of who we are in him as well as our participation in who we are in him now. Did you catch that? Transformation into what he called us. Whatever God calls you, that's the only legal faith term you can call yourself. If, if God called you something, then you have the right to call yourself what God called you. And if God called the things that be not as though they were, It is because in Christ, the things that be not are. So today I want to talk to you about the purpose of first century faith. If you are seated together with him in the heavenly places. If you be risen together with Christ. Hallelujah. If you and I were born from above. If we are a new creature. If our path is full of light. And it continues to burn more and more unto the day of perfection or maturity according to the word of God. If he called you just, if you are the redeemed of the Lord, if the hand of the enemy has been broken and slapped off of your life, if my God shall supply all of your need according to his riches and glory. Glory, 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 glory. 
And that appointment time that he has made with us is here. And so we, if, if, if that is true, then the, the impartation of the gift of faith to participate in a position that no enemy should be given the right to usurp. Because child of God, anyone here, we can leave our house, leave our home, leave our position, leave our call, and go down to the gutters and lay down there and maintain a position that is constantly different than what we have access to. But who would want to do that now that you are the child of the Lord, you live in his heavenly kingdom, you've been delivered from the power of darkness, sickness and disease has no legal right over you. By his stripes, ye were healed. My God has saved you. He has raised you. He has blessed you. He has prospered you. There is a purpose. Amen. So this appointment that we have necessitates that we receive what is needed. Now we can use that term very, very shortly allegorically. When, when Peter says to um, the Lord, walking on the water, walking on the water, if it's you, tell me to come. Listen, it's not going to preach on that, but if you notice... There is a man walking on water. We know because Jesus didn't walk on water at three or four or five. We know that the Lord conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Holy Ghost, maintained and operated within the very ranks of legality. He's not a legalistic God, but he's a God of legal right. He wants to provide for you and I what is flexible enough to give us superiority. So for 30 years, you can't see in the word of God any miracles Jesus did. It doesn't matter how many people write about the, the lost years of Jesus. Jesus never had any lost years. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. He had no lost years. He didn't have to run around and get any gurus or, 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 or yogis to teach him anything about God. He wasn't searching for all those 18 years from the time he was 12 to the time he was 30. No, there was no hidden years. Uh, there was just um, years of fulfillment of obedience and, and fulfilling and living out what you and I can live out. But when he was baptized in the river Jordan and the spirit of God came upon him, it was an appointment for his launch to begin to demonstrate that the kingdom of God has come near to people. I want to tell you something. There's a launch in your life. There's a launch like you've never seen. There's a launch in your life that God is supernaturally preparing you for where the kingdom of God will be seen in your life in visible form. Hallelujah. As he begins to reverse the situations of humanity and turn them right side up through the power of the remedy, the bomb of Gilead, the physician in the house. Amen. Amen. And so, 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 when, when, when he was, um, uh, the Spirit of God came upon the Lord, well then he stepped into the provision of empowerment. Does that make sense? 
Well, did he have power all his life to resist sin? Yes. Did he have power all his life to understand the word of God? Yes. Did he pray? Did he have fellowship, live in perfection? Absolutely. He lived sinless, spotless. Does that make sense? He, he said things that were miraculous. In the sense that they were shocking to the, to the theologians and the philosophers of religion at the time. When he was still a lad, a kid, 12, 13 years old. Isn't that right? Yes. And yet that empowerment, he waited for the moment of empowerment. Because there's always times of, of, of appointment. Now I feel the power of the Holy Spirit on me for you today. There's always a time for appointment and empowerment. And there's also greater empowerments that belong to those who have been entrusted with much. To whom much is given, much is required. Why? Because the given enables you to perform the required. He's not asking you to give what you don't have. He's going to give you what you need to perform what he calls you to do. That right there was worth the night. See, we focus on much is required, but no, to whom much is given, to whom much is given. Hallelujah. Dr. Arfush, what makes you say that we are about to see the greatest hour in human history manifested in the lives of God's children? To whom much is given. To whom much is given and say Bukatala Bam 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 de Kinabava Robam Bam Bam de Kinabai. So the Spirit of God comes upon him, thank God, for all of us. He's going to live out, he's going to live, he's going to suffer, he's going to pay the price, he's going to die physically, he's going to break his body. Are you listening to me? That he's going to abolish the enmity, like we saw last night. He's going to abolish the enmity. Your enmity is abolished. And when he raises his head, smack him back down where he belongs under your feet. And then he's going to raise his, his body from the dead. And then, of course, we know that as a result of his uh, ascension, first he appears in fellowships and teaches and, and does so much. Uh, for the disciples but when he, he, he ascends before he ascends he leaves a blessing isn't that what it says he said and he blessed them this is after 40 days of appearing daily are you listening to me and you could see it in the word of God appearing to 500 appearing to James appearing to the 12 appearing to all the apostles are you listening to me and, 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 and showing himself alive with signs or with wonders or with irrefutable proofs or undeniable um, uh, miracles. And then, then after all of that, after the catch of the fish, after the breaking of the bread, after the eating together, after the opening the, of our understanding, etc., he does not just leave. He blesses 
before he leaves. So he can leave on the new man or the new humanity, the blessing that the Christ releases upon man higher than that which God has placed upon Adam. And he gave you not only dominion over fish and over fowl, not only atmospheric dominion, but every realm in the universe can be reached and touched by the power of your union with Christ Jesus. Should I stop? Isn't that true? Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. Well, that, that's the, the third heaven. That's the highest realm in the universe. How could you get there? That wasn't even available in a garden. That wasn't even available in fowl of the air, uh, 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 fish of the sea, cattle, creeping things in all the earth. But Christ did not come to take you back to the garden. He came to take you into the body of the one that said I will make you in my image and after my likeness my God so he declares the blessing leaves the blessing with the body with the church and then when he ascends he ascends so that on that appointed time yesterday we talked and I haven't forgotten um, over there uh, brother sister butler we're still on the water with Jesus haven't forgotten <laughs> Woo! I know exactly where the Lord is <laughs> and we talked about three feasts that were feasts of pilgrimage pilgrimage and so not a coincidence that on the 50th day when there would be both people from all over Jerusalem that were settled there, people that were born there, as well as people that were born elsewhere, that were Jews and devout, and that had come and settled there, as well as those that had pilgrimed from all over the regions of the world to come. And on that day, when God's got the right crowd that has the right call upon their life, He moves through the third person of the... God Himself prepares a crowd before He empowers the people. Somebody shout hallelujah. And so, so to whom much is given, much is given. Peter looks and he sees a man. He sees a man... Walking on the water, the disciples see a man, but they don't think it's a man because men don't walk on water. Women don't walk on water. It has to be a ghost. It has to be spiritual. And, 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 and uh, that's, that's just how people think. Amen. Do you know, to think like that. And, and, and they cried out with fear. Well, when Peter spoke out of his spirit, it was not just, um, it was not presumption. Because Christ had identified himself. That's what he said. He said, it's not a ghost. It is me. And Peter said, if it is you, you see, that's not presumption. If it's you, Lord, if it's, I'm not even going to preach. I'm not even going to preach. If it's your word. 
word, if it's your promise, if it's your spirit, if it's your covenant, if it's your salvation, if it is your gospel, if it's you, then tell me to walk like that. If it's you, then speak the word and it will give me what I need in order to live the life that you called me to. If it's you, then I... So presumption wasn't talking. Are you listening to me? Faith in the identity was talking. In other words, if it's you, then speak the word that will impart to me much. Because if you speak a word and it doesn't impart to me much, I know it ain't you. But if it's you, and if it's you, and you speak the word to me that impart much, I'm coming out of this boat. Because Lord, when you speak, empowerment comes. Lord, when you speak, ability comes. Lord, when you speak, it's greater than the doctor. When you speak, it's greater than the lawyer. When you speak, it's greater than the nations of the world. Ma, 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 ma. Somebody just lift your hands and thank God. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Father. (laughs) You may be seated. I, I don't know if I could stand in this all two hours my God Woo. did you learn anything out of that how many of us would be honest in, in your heart all you want to do is be like the Lord and, 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 and you didn't conjure up that desire Many of us, from a child, thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation. Been a long time. (laughs) Praise God. And you want to be like the Lord, but we didn't make up that hope or that wish. It's not presumption talking. And, and, and so when, when Peter sees Christ Jesus as a man walking on uh, violating the law that he has set in motion, but he's violating it through the empowerment of prayer. So everything Jesus did, he did as a man anointed by the Holy Spirit. Everything he did, he did in the way that is designed for man to please the Father. Are you here? We found out yesterday that in the beginning is the word. Or in the beginning I exist or I am. The word. In the word I am with God. And the word I am God. If you notice the original Greek um, talks designates not only a, 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 a time but a person. And so signifying not only 
a distant time but a present person that you can't separate or relegate into a dispensation. Boy, if I, I don't have time to go into that, but I'm sure somebody got it. How many of us got it? Shout hallelujah. So, amen. And so, and, and, and so, but, but he, he, he said, Father, I, 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 he said, I always do the things that please my father. Well, he's speaking as the word become a man. The word became a man. Now as a man empowered by, by, the, by God to be born of the spirit. Like he would supply for you and I to be born by the spirit. Right? To be filled with the word himself his word like you and I are filled with his because Jesus was tempted by the devil in the wilderness yes. now some people think that w- that entire thing was an example theologians I'm talking about they think it was just an example and that Jesus was never really tempted and and fought the devil with scripture and that's the dumbest thing you could ever Say if you claim that you're a teacher of the word of God. Because what good is an example for me? I need a sword. And, 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 and so, so, so that's what the Lord said. It is written, it is written, it's written. And it wasn't just an example. It was overcoming the very attacks of the enemy on behalf of you and I. And so he, 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 he's not tempted in his divinity. He's tempted in his humanity. And he had brought his divinity and his humanity together. Hallelujah. In himself. Just like in your life there's going to be through revelation knowledge. And the word of the living God. First century faith. And FCD. An explosion of the divine nature on the inside of you. That will be, become more real to you than your feelings in the natural. You might feel dizzy in the natural. But you stand strong in the spirit. You might feel. You know what I mean spiritually speaking. And, and, uh, and so he sees the Lord. He's always pleasing the Father by the things that please him. Without what? It is what? And so the spirit of faith living in him, he utilized that to please the Father, not so that he would qualify for himself. Because he didn't come for himself. He came for us. He, he pleased the Lord that way, so he would qualify us. Had he not done that, none of us could please God. But because he did it like that, he could give us much. And by giving us much, we too can come out of the boat. Somebody shout hallelujah. We can come out of the boat. By giving you much, you can come out of the boat. You can come out of the boat. Hallelujah. Yes. 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 And, and, and so praise the Lord. So Peter did not say that presumptuously. He said that because the Lord identified himself. Said if it is you tell me to come. Notice here that if the Lord said come. And it wasn't the Lord. He would not 
fill him with that assurance to be able to do what he couldn't do. So by the Lord saying, come, much was given. Are you listening to me? And, and so, Lord, so, so when, the Lord, when the Lord walked into Jairus' house and said to everybody, she's just asleep. And they laughed at him and he kicked them all out. I love the translation. It said when he had personally thrown them out. He walked in, right? He walked in with, with, with the three disciples, James and John, and the mom and Jairus. And he said, Talitha kumi, young maiden, I say to you, arise. And he touched her and he raised her up. Notice, he didn't have to lift her up. He empowered, much was given. And then the command to, the obedience was predicated upon the empowerment to obey. God did not call us to do what we can't do. God is empowering us to do what we're called to do. God's empowering us to do what we're called to do. Are you learning anything? Excuse me, I'm just, I'm just fired up. Fired up, fired up. So, so this word, he said... I say to you, arise. And then this is an empowerment. He calls her spirit back. And then, the, and then all of a sudden a decision to obey and to begin. And this is where something very powerful um, um, is going to come into your life tonight. And, and uh, it's just one of the things. Just one of the things. Are you here? And they shall recover. Your life, your humanity, whether it is from physical. Are you listening? Now in that text, they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Recover by definition implies either an immediacy or a season of betterment. God has begun in your life. God has imparted you with a full salvation that is actively available to bring you a recovery out of what you used to be accustomed to, to step into what God has appointed for this day and this hour. We are called to shake this nation and change this world. Hallelujah. There is a recovery happening in your life. And there is, a, there is a stretching forth happening in your finances. And there is a filling happening in your spirit. And there is a, 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 an addition, an increase happening in your knowledge. A, we are recovering out of the slumber of the death of Adam into the resurrection of the Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Every day in the power of the Holy Ghost, we rise up to that measure of participation. Amen. Amen. And so, just write that word down, recovery. Recovery, that word, um, look up the synonyms to it, amplify it. Recovery. Everyone here, somebody say, well, Dr. Fusha, I just believe I'm fully recovered. There's some things that have delayed in your life. There's some things that were stolen in your life. 
There's some things that, that have, you've left in your past. There will not be one thing that will not be recovered through the power of God in your life. You will recover all. You will recover all. You will recover all. You, you will recover all. You will recover all. Your debts will be canceled. Your barns will overflow. Your baskets will be full. Your spirit will be joyful. Your testimony will be confident. Your, your goodness and mercy will cover you all the days of your life. Hey! Hey! Now, now as, as, as the Lord said to Peter, come, much was given. Do you notice that? Much was given. Well, what was given? The same ability filled him. Now, we can say he was walking on the water. We can say he, but Peter was walk, walking on the word. But really, the word was walking in Peter. Because thy word have I hid in my heart. And, and, and so when, when, when the entrance of his word gives light or revelation, he brings to the life of the called this assurance. Not even knowing how you can do what you know you can do. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about. You've had seasons, you've had times, you've had sessions, and you've had moments. But get ready, you have an appointment with a permanent irreversible change. He's going to impart to you a supernatural knowing without you knowing how you know what you know. Other than the fact that the laws of God are higher than the laws of the natural. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so within the world, but not of the world. Within the system, but not bound by the system. Within the challenges, but not shaken by the challenges. Within the buffetings and the tribulations, but not moved by the tribulations. And we don't know how we know what we know. Other than God has chosen us and breathed into our spirit his divine promise. And let God be true. And every man a liar. Somebody shout hallelujah. You know, I shouldn't have said maybe uh, that there's a purpose for the meeting tonight. <laughs> My God. Once I said that, something happened. Now, I have nothing to apologize about. I just want to make sure that I can continue in this mortal body. Ah, 
Glory, 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 glory. Glory, glory, glory. Glory, glory, glory. Glory, glory, glory. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, glory, glory. Glory, glory, glory. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, glory. Humanity, society, you think you know what church is all about? You think you know what it means to be a believer? You think you've seen it all? You think you've been there? You think you, you think you bought the t-shirt? Get ready. God is empowering a generation for an appointment of harvest the likes of which no other generation has ever seen. This is a generation carrying the very life of authority and dominion and power of the living Savior. A changed people. A transform people. Mm. Mm. Amen. Now, when the Lord, our Savior Christ, uh, walked the earth prior to his sacrificial death at Calvary and resurrection, and um, from the dead, not only raised back to life again, no, 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 but resurrection into a uh, spiritual immortality to a condition of physical eternity. Are you listening to me? Not, not, not only come back to life again, but to upgrade life to post-resurrection or immortality. But prior to that, during the three and a half years of gospel ministry, when the Lord ministered, it's hot in here. When, 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 I don't even want to look at you. I want to make sure I look over your head so I can preach to you. <clears throat> and and, and uh, <clears throat> when he lived also those 33 years. The word of God said he is a high priest that can be touched with what? The feelings of our infirmities. Now I want you to notice that means our weaknesses or our humanity. Does that make sense? Can be touched by him. Of course that's through the agency 
of um, the covenant we have with him and prayer. And the word of God. You understand that? So, so who gave us the salvation? Who gave us the covenant? Who gave us the ability to pray? And so our weaknesses, we already had those. I, I can't get away from to whom much is given. So he can what? He is a high priest that can be touched with the feelings of our weaknesses. Now why? So he could sympathize with us? Well, of course not. It's so that he would empower what was weak. And out of weakness, we would be made strong like Hebrews 11 says. Amen. That means the Lord is faithful to supply the strength or the much that we need because he implemented it in his own life. So when it says he was tempted in all point like as we are yet without sin... It shows us that the three major temptations that happened when he was in the wilderness or the, the time when he yielded his life to uh, be taken. You know, no man takes my life to be beaten, to be mocked and all of that. Those were just a little bit of the temptations. The Bible said he left him for a season. So in other words, he fought a good fight just like you and I fight. So he qualified to be a high priest and he can be touched with the feelings of our weaknesses not so that he would only sympathize but so that he would infuse. Because what makes you strong is the infusion or regeneration or dunamis of the life of God on the inside of you. You and I do not conjure up a human ability to overcome an enemy that used to by nature be our father. But because we've been born from above, he, God has given us the ability to allow his dunamis to rise up on the inside of us and dominate the enemy that is now defeated. Behold, I give you authority over all the authority of the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means harm you. Amen. Should I stop? So he he can be touched with with the with the with the weaknesses of human nature in order to do what? In order to respond to human nature during that time of fellowship, that time of prayer, or this time of study. So that all of a sudden, what you think is a real heavy load in your life gets infused with the life of God. The quickening of the Holy Spirit begins to fill your humanity. Where the devil used to describe you as an inferior uh, speck of dust, Christ defines you as a redeemed body of Christ. 
where the enemy wants you to think that you're just a worm, a sinner, a good, no good, nobody. Jesus said, you're the apple of his eye. He has a covenant with you. Hey, he will infuse you. He will energize you. He will sustain you. He will empower you. And so this divine nature or the nature of God is the same um, um, gift that Jesus brought to earth fully when he became a man. And the word became, huh? So prior to that, holy men of God, holy women of God were moved by the Holy Spirit. They walked in particular way and yet all have sinned and come short of the glory. No one could be a partaker together with God in his divine nature. You're holding that upside down and I'm in the spirit. (laughs) Thank you, son. I can read a lot of different numbers in different languages, but that one just didn't compute. So when the Lord became a man, he infused or joined, he joined together divinity and humanity into absolute and total guiltless purity. From the moment of proclamation to the moment of conception, there was nothing that Adam or the world or earth had on Jesus. It's very important because you follow me as I follow the Holy Ghost. And so for 33 years, one man walked. And he was different than any man that had ever walked from the days of Adam to the day when he was born and when he came into the earth. And he walked and he was different than anybody around him. He was completely different. He was so different that he was not only capable of maintaining his identity, but he did not allow the, the, the infiltration... Or the contamination of the external to get on him. Can one man walk around with the kingdom of God living on the inside of him? Can one man walk around with the life of God living on the inside of him? Should I stop? You know the answer to that, don't you? And that that alone is a mind blower. You know, and you know what I mean. That's the terminology we use when you're like, Phew. you know, when you put away your pen, say, I ain't taking no more notes. And, and, but he, he is walking around and everything out here is contrary. You got to understand there is an appointment, right? Let's catch this. Because they opened the Bible, we're going to stay here on Sunday. (laughs) There was an appointment. Everybody knew the Lord would be born. They didn't know who. They didn't know where. Everybody was looking for a Messiah. Everybody's expecting. There's expectation. 
some people weren't happy about it. Herod went into a very horrible massacre. Killing babies to try to get rid of the king of the Jews. And so living in a world where the very devils are going to cry out, we know who you are. You're the Holy One of God. And living in that world 30 years and giving them no right to acknowledge Him. <laughs> living among human beings that, that know a speck of what He has to offer. And yet He has the mercy and the meekness and the kindness and the counsel to, to li- live with His own brothers that didn't believe on Him till after He rose from the dead. And, and, and so he, but, but this one man now, one man, and I thank God, I thank God, I thank God that he didn't come just for himself. Yeah. He didn't come so he can live up here and say, see, you can't do it, but someday I'll take you somewhere. No, he came down to live up here and say, such as I have, I give to you. I thank God. If it's you, Lord, tell me to come. Tell me to run. Tell me to preach. Tell me to teach. Tell me to decree. Tell me to declare. So the kingdom of God is living in him. He is the kingdom of God. And and when the time comes and he's baptized with power from that time, Christ begins to preach. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Are you listening? Now, do we have... Can I take a moment? Do you love the Lord? Does He love you? All right, we, we know that. How many of you know in your heart that there's so much that you have in God? That you need to participate in. How many feel that he has not only the call for more in your life. But he has more of the call for your life. How many, how many of us could say I believe that first century faith will infuse me with the very life and presence of the evident living Savior and Redeemer to preach through me and teach through me and live in me, strengthen my weaknesses, heal my afflictions, take away my weaknesses and my infirmities, separate me from what used to run in my family, lengthen my days and strengthen my mind, transform my life, energize, huh? Supply my need. You could, you could say that, can't you? And so you and I, we have heard prophecies, preaching, teaching, proclamation about the day we're living in. So when you look around in the world and you see the enemy is going amok. 
Do not think it's because he's taken over. Recognize it's because he's terrorized by what God is doing on the inside of you and the appointment that God has in your life. God has a plan for you. He has a plan for your home. He has a plan for your business. He has a plan for your nation. He has a plan for your city and for your world. Hallelujah. My God is going to explode the light of heaven in your life. My God. My God. Hallelujah. And you, you will keep yourself and that wicked one will touch you not. You won't even be touched when God smears you with first century inside and out. You won't be touched by your enemy. Somebody shout hallelujah. Amen. Isn't that powerful? All right. So the Lord... All he needed to do, well, let me just rephrase that. What he brought to earth when he became a man, Lord, he says, He brought, he, he became a man. Who became a man? The brightness of God's glory. Who became a man? The express image of God's person. That's what Hebrews says. Are you listening? Who became a man? Glory. The, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of glory. Who became a man? Have I been so long with you? And you do not know me, Philip? Don't you believe that he who has seen me has seen the Father? There's no greater express image of God than he has made available to you in my ministry in your life. He's telling Philip that. Are you listening? And so the, the image of God, the word of God, the life of God, the will of God, the kingdom of God. Became a man. Why? Because God has called humanity to a supernatural upgrade. Not 2,000 years ago, but way back when, when he said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. And the first man we ever saw that was like that was the Lord. So, when he became a man, the word became a man, he called himself a seed. You know, I could take you to all those scriptures, and you know, if if you just don't know what I'm talking about, it's not because I don't know what I'm talking about. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's because you need to get in your Bible. But if you know what I'm talking about, then 
then get happy. The Lord called himself a seed. He, he said, except a corn of wheat. What? 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 What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? You always do the things that please. What do you mean? Glory be to God. A seed. This is what this is, not, not a baseball. This is a seed. <laughs> Except a corn of wheat, fallen to the ground and die. It abides alone. I'll be the only one of my kind. I will be the only one of my kind. Unless I sow me in the earth. And when I sow me in the earth and I please heaven with my blood, I will send my spirit into your life and you will no longer just be born. You will be born again. in my physical form I'm gonna sow the kingdom to multiply it in my physical people I'm gonna fill you with myself I'm gonna give you my very life I'm not just gonna give you a promise I'm gonna give you the promise keeper I'm gonna fill you with my spirit so you can cry Abba Father glory be to God hallelujah Somebody lift your hands and shout like you never shouted in your life. Amen. So, so... So I I will not abide alone. If I be lifted up, I will draw all humanity unto me. That is not locationally only. (laughs) Because why? It is impossible for a seed to reproduce after another kind. That's how we know there's no evolution. Because we all had to be born again. God didn't call us to evolve. He he called us to be born of the spirit and of water. We were born again. We were born of his incorruptible nature. Hallelujah. To house the kingdom of God. We, having received a kingdom that cannot be moved, let us therefore have grace and serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. My God is going to give us such an incredible measure of grace for this hour that we're going to walk around full of the ability of heaven and, 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 the, and the disinfectant 
of the Lord will operate in every part of our being. It'll be on our stuff. Our stuff won't rust. It'll be on our stuff. Moth will not eat our stuff. Thieves will not eat our stuff. The devil will not eat our bodies. He will not touch our muscles. He will not touch our bones. He will not eat our faith. The disinfectant of God, the cleansing of the blood of Jesus, the power of the one who dwells in the light. Hallelujah. Excuse me, I'm just... Is that good? Sit down if you can. Rev, how am I doing? Thank you. Ha. Ha. And so tempted at all points like as we are, yet what? And so... So here's what he told me to tell you. Because, see, one thought with the Lord is a thousand years. (laughs) I want you to see this. When the Lord, and, and we all have found ourselves... At some point in our life, in this situation, I'm going to describe. But thank God that we have better privileges. We have one another. We have a global body of believers. We have so many wonderful brothers and sisters all over the world, sons and daughters all over the world, that God wakes up and God moves to pray for us and pray in agreement with us. Most of them will never meet till we get to heaven. Are you listening to me? But everyone here has found yourself at one point, I don't know when, but you were at a place where you had no one to agree with. If that's you, let me see your hands. There was no one, keep, keep your hand up. There was no one that you can actually get the prayer of agreement with or agree as touching something. Can you see that? Everyone here has been there. Now, this is how Jesus lived his life. (laughs) And, 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 And you think you have a hard time believing the word? What if you were the word and you were the only one that knew you were the word? And everybody else thought you ain't the word. Are you? <laughs> and the world shouted, "You ain't the world." And the devil said, "If you're the word, huh?" Yeah. And so you see, now, now you say, "Doc, what are you talking about?" I'm talking about a principle. He said, "A kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. A house divided cannot stand. A city divided cannot stand." It would be unfair of the Lord. And I'm saying that with all reverence to to the Lord. But it would be unfair of Him to put in me a desire in here that that is constantly going to be in contradiction and division from my thoughts 
and from my physical, it would be unfair for him to come and indwell me with a wish and a hope and not empower me with an ability to bring about the entirety of the kingdom into union with God. This kingdom will stand. And thank God we have one another to pray the prayer of agreement with and to pray the prayer of faith. But if there's nobody around, we're not alone. Never alone. God is with us. The word is in us. He's on our side. If God be for us, who can be against us? So he has begun a supernatural work from the, within the core of our being, the eternal part of our being. And that work has begun to infuse the entirety of the whole. So that if you think you think differently than God, it's because other sources are telling you what to think. But when you start thinking in agreement with the word of God, it is because the source of his own word and empowerment is directing you on how to think in the entirety of this kingdom, spirit, soul, and body becomes one with God. And then you and I can have fellowship around that same level. This is why the founders of First uh, FCD are so important to God. This is why FCF uh, generation is so important to God. Because he's got to form a spearhead. There's got to be in the front line something that is sharp that will cut through and penetrate. And when we pray, we shake the entirety of heaven and earth through the power of agreement. Hallelujah. Amen. So that's what the Lord did. That's how the Lord did it. And he walked. And, and uh, did he de- have to deal with casting down imaginations? Yes. Did he have to deal with adjusting his thoughts? Yes. How did he do it? Well, it's not all recorded. Some of it is. Some of it is. We have the prayers in Gethsemane that were so intense that he sweat great drops of blood. Are you listening? We have the temptations in the wilderness. And uh, both of them were so strong spiritual battles that there's evidence that angels had to appear and strengthen him. And you know that the Lord sometimes, uh, well, he had to be tempted in all points like as we are. So when he constantly would... Uh, spend time with with the father he would go and pray or he would fast right or he would pour out and minister the outside world the disciples <clears throat> at that time in the gospels I'm talking about the record of the gospels we don't know what he's doing later when you get to the book of Acts and you get to the epistles the 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 word of God teaches us how to pray and how to stand and do all that the authors or the author the Holy Spirit of the the book the word of God uh, that is spirit and life he is giving us an explanation of how Jesus did it does that make sense? and also an explanation on how the apostles and the disciples and all of the heroes of faith did it. But we don't see it in the personal life of the seed. So actually God sent his kingdom into the earth. 
having preached. I'm talking about the kingdom of God with power. Having preached about it, declared it, taught about it, foretold it through prophets, through um, patriarchs of old. And then the word himself came. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Boy, I feel real good. Did I tell you I feel good? (laughs) Isn't that wonderful? And so when he said, from that moment Jesus began to preach, turn around, change your thoughts, change your actions, because the kingdom of heaven is at hand or is near you. And he began to do some things and when he sent us, he said, go, heal the sick, cast out devils, raise the dead, and then say the kingdom of God has come near to you or is upon you. So here he is carrying and living the embodiment of the kingdom. He is the embodiment of the kingdom because the word is the maker of heaven and earth. Heaven, well, you know, was made by God. <laughs> you know, all of the heavens. The universe is his closet. <laughs> but we're called to see the rest of the house. Praise the Lord forever. And, and, and so when he became a man, and he became fully human, and remained fully divine. Isn't that right? So that by choice, by choice of the will. See, you can choose to be God. Do you know that? You can choose to be God. By just insisting that you are the way you are. And that's how God made you. And that's how you're going to stay. And Calvary can't help you. And the word become flesh can't help you. And raised from the dead can't help you. And I pray the second coming helps you. (laughs) Do you understand? In other words, you understand? When we make the choice... To choose something different than what the Lord said about us. Then we're putting our will higher than His. And by doing so, we are assuming the role of God in our life. But if we understand that your weaknesses are no match for His strength in your life. When you understand that His empowerment is greater than your effort. When He calls you to get up, He empowers you to get up. When He commands it to leave, it leaves your house. You get up and you minister immediately. Rise up and serve powerfully. Then heaven, hallelujah, begins to use you in a supernatural way in this kingdom that we received to... uh, Give a preview of, uh, of uh, greater things to come. Manifests on regular basis. In both visible ways. As well as in the permanent sustenance. Of the ministry of the spirit. Does that make sense? In other words moments where there's explosion or performance or whatever. And then times when there's. Just the continuity of that unbroken union with the Spirit. Both are equally reliable. Isn't that powerful? Praise the Lord. I sure love you. 
Jump up to your feet and give God a great shout. Father, I give you praise. Go ahead. Father, I give you praise. And I thank you for the provision that you have supplied me with. The new birth, the new nature, the Spirit of Christ, the fruit of the Spirit. The manifestation and the appearance of the Holy Ghost. The manifestation and the appearance of the Holy Ghost. Your living word. For the promises of forgiveness, sanctification, cleansing, purging, purifying, healing, empowering, and regeneration. You said, as my days are, so will my strength be. And with long life will you satisfy me. And show me your salvation. And show me your salvation. Deliverance. Deliverance. Prosperity. Prosperity. Freedom. Freedom. Liberty. Liberty. You said you forgive all my sins. Heal all my sicknesses. And you said your spirit quickens my body. Thank you for this appointment I have. This time of maturity in you. And I, I thank you for the supply. For that level of maturity. To keep and allow the enemy not to touch. Can't touch this. Now go ahead and shout about it if you believe it. You may be seated and welcome again. <laughs> and um, I've had you in my spirit since before dawn this morning. And the people of the Lord that he has entrusted to us. To believe with the faith of God. In what he has declared for us in this immediate time. We, you, we know enough now to understand that we do not seek first the blessings. We seek the blesser. We know also that the key to all things added is both a relationship we have with him 
and a nature he has given to us by grace. All things are added unto you. All things are added unto his body, his church, his people. Because we have a relationship through salvation. And then we have a participation in a nature granted by grace. His nature called the divine nature that I'm going to talk to you for a few minutes about today. His nature, the divine nature cannot be owned or earned by any human being regardless of the effort. It has to be entered in through a door called the new birth. The door, the narrow way, the straight gate. His name is Christ Jesus, our Savior. The only Savior of the world. The only way to get into that is that way. You can't can't gaze at a crystal ball. You can't rub a crystal. You can't bow to a Buddha. You can't follow any old prophet. You can't do whatever. And if, if, if peradventure someone was out somewhere in the world where there is no minister or preacher and they were seeking God and they were praying and searching for him, the only way he would bring them into participation with his nature is if he himself revealed himself to them and gave them the supernatural new birth. But since you're born of God, then I'm going to show you that you have participation with his divine nature. If you have participation in his divine nature, then it must be the answer to your human nature. It must be the strength to your weaknesses. It it must be the empowerment to your frailties. It must be the antidote to your dilemma. It must be the disinfectant to your previous infection. My God. Hallelujah. That was so clear. If I was taking notes on myself, I would join FCF right now. We've been preaching the gospel. So I never heard it like that. You've been to church? Lord, help me. Bless him, Lord. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Have to take you there again. The nature of God is fed in our life. Uh, Stirred. It's a gift. And we receive because his seed remains in us. We have an unction from the Holy One. And we know all things. Gift that we have in us. Gift should not be forgotten. 
gift should not be neglect, neglected. Neglect not. Forget not. Stir up. Gift that should be fanned. Stirred. Stirred into a fiery ember. Stir up the gift of God that is in you. Let that divine nature be stirred in you. Feed on the word of God. Meditate on divine truth. Remind yourself of the dominion and the authority and the rule of your redeemer, your friend, your savior. Stir yourself up above the waves and the lies and the illusions of this natural realm. You are not a natural people. You are a spiritual people, a supernatural believer. Stir up the nature on the inside of you that is a permanent inheritance granted by God through your confidence in the Lordship of Jesus Christ, your Savior. Stir up the gift of God that is in you. Let the fire burn bright on the inside of you. God has not given you the spirit of timidity, but of power and love and a sound mind. That's why we stir it. Because God has not given us. That means once we recognize what timidity or fear is, we say, hold up. God didn't give us that. We have a gift that we stir up on the inside. Stir it up on the inside of us. Glory be to God. The nature that rises up. The nature of I can do. The nature of my God shall. The nature of hey, hi. The nature of if God be, who can be? Glory be to God. The nature of no weapon formed again. The nature of my God. So you stir that on the inside of you. How many understand you've got what you need, right? And and now we get into this session of uh, the first century or the purity of living faith living in us and we learn how the entirety of the being is a platform or an altar for Christ that the house is not a prison for the little light that we just have to not let Satan blow out but the house is a platform or an altar that is given for a city built on a hill, the light of the world. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. So it so energizes you physically that you have to make yourself rest. Otherwise you outrun chariots and burn yourself out and have to take some time off in order to recuperate from the vitality and the energy of the Almighty Holy Ghost. Jesus taught us how to go into prayer and recharge again in order to go out and minister. Amen. Sit down, sit down. (laughs) Did that help you, that statement there? Because whenever you say the divine nature, people, you know, bless our heart, we we are afraid. Christians are just afraid to identify with the divine. They just think it's, it's unbiblical. And we've been taught, but that was Jesus. 
You mean that was just the cross? You mean that was just history? Well, we're in bad shape. No wonder we're looking to the horizon of the future. That was Jesus. No, this is the Lord. I'm going to read a scripture, but you remember Aeneas, eight years, sick with the palsy. Do you remember that? Eight years he kept his bed. Do you remember that? Eight years he is sick, afflicted with the palsy. And, and, And Peter walks in and says, Jesus Christ maketh thee whole. Get up and make your bed. What did he give him? Much was given. What did he do? He got up and he did what he could not do. But notice he did not say, I pray and hope that Jesus would. He said, I've come full of Christ and Jesus Christ maketh thee whole. Now I'm here in his name by his power and by his influence to raise you up on his behalf. To him be glory and honor forever. Before this, this night is over, you are receiving an ability to do much. You're receiving an ability to receive much. You're receiving an ability to experience much. Before this night is over, I prophesied to you. Phone calls will come. Mail will come. Contracts will come. Open doors will present themselves. Blessings will reveal themselves to you. And testimonies. Somebody shout like a mighty army. receive that Lord I can receive that Lord I can receive that Lord because it's your ability I can receive that wow isn't that wonderful Just grab a hold of it in your in your in in in, in your world to get it you know. My God, my God, my God, my God, my God. I am unveiling, says the Spirit of the Lord. I'm taking away the shroud and the limitations. I'm taking away the inconsistencies and the uh, lack of continuity in, in the flow and the power and the ability of my living word for this hour. For I've appointed... Uh, this world and this earth for an appointment that is heavenly in nature that will supersede and bypass anything and everything that has been done in previous history for I've declared it that it will
will come to pass in the last days that I'll pour my spirit upon all flesh. My sons and my daughters shall prophesy. My young men shall see visions and old men shall dream dreams and I'll show signs and wonders. And the day has come for the perfecting and the maturization of my people. And I'll lift up a generation that carries the answer of the world today. Not a people who are in straight betwixt two, but a people who are standing, occupying, declaring the gospel of my kingdom in every nation and every city under heaven. And your enemy will tremble and tribulate and circumstances around you here and there may fall and shake and move but a thousand on one side and ten thousand at your right hand but it shall come not, not near you for I will keep you I will protect you I will preserve you energize you fuel you supply you overfill you empower you regenerate you use you and utilize the fullness of my outpouring in your life says the spirit of the Lord so rejoice and be glad for your enemies are frustrated uh, your enemy is defeated uh, yeah, yeah, my promises are overtaking you coming to pass in your life coming to pass in your life How many of us could say, I received it with that word, the ability to believe and receive that word? Lift your other hand now. Give God the praise for giving us the ability to believe the impossible. And to receive the supernatural. For nothing is impossible with the one that believes. Amen. You may be seated. I love you. I I just want you to know that uh, I've just been with the Lord. And uh, I've had you on my heart. And I've had this assignment that the Lord has given us to rush 2020 uh, with the power of the Lord. And I feel that this uh, very important uh, uh, season we have is imperative for the Lord. And so uh, this is all that's happening today. If, I, uh, if I'm a little bit incapable of going to the scriptures and just kind of breaking it down a little bit at a time, it, it's not because the Lord is forcing me not to, but I would be disobedient to pull back off of this power that is, is, is not euphoria or, or human enthusiasm. This is the power of the living God. And I'm not going to be disobedient to what the Lord is pouring because uh, I don't want him to just use other people and uh, for the assignment that he has given me. Um, Luke 4 and 18, you, know, you don't have to go there. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me or the Spirit of God is upon me. For he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, preach deliverance to the captives, and the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those that are bruised, preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Notice, Jesus preached that word and, and declared, I'm, I'm here to preach the year of uh, Jubilee or the year of the kingdom, right? Now, the Lord empowered me to preach and called me to ministry through that verse of scripture. In a moment, just like that, the power of the Lord went into my life and began to operate in me. I understand now because Dr. Lester Summerall was called into uh, the ministry through the same verse as well as other people. I've noticed there's 
uh, a parallel with some of the people that the Lord has called through that verse. And that similarity is apostolic and prophetic ministry, not only to evangelistically reach the world and miraculously prove that Jesus is the healer and the deliverer, but also to train and equip a generation or the people of God. And so being entrusted with an equipping mantle is very important for me to be obedient. Does that make sense? If I'm going to be used beneficially to your life, and that's the only reason to minister. Ministry is not about being seen. Ministry is not about anything else other than being beneficial to the people of God. True ministry believes in your call. Christ always declares your upgrade. He always supply what used to be lacking. And, and, and so, so it's very, very necessary to know that when, when I'm talking to you and I'm talking to the inside of you, I'm talking to your call and almost everybody here tonight, you feel like the Lord is talking directly to you. Let me tell you the great news. God is not asking you for anything that is greater than what he is giving you. The empowerment you are receiving today far exceeds the commitment you're going to exercise in the today and tomorrow on behalf of God. There will be more than enough divine empowerment in your life. You're coming out of the boat. You're coming out of the limits. You're coming to a realm and, and to a dimension in the spirit that far exceeds what other generations have walked in. Can I talk to you for a few minutes because I'm going to talk about the divine nature. The greatest work of God is his people. We are his workmanship. The Lord started talking to me about that decades ago. I said, Lord, what's next on your agenda? He said, you're next on my agenda. He said, my next move of God is God moving his people. See, see, I, I'm going to take human beings and I'm going to so fill them with the reality of their salvation that they're going to be pregnant and permeated with the kingdom of God and the dominion of heaven while they walk around in the earth. They're going to be dead man raisers and sick man healers, cast out devils and move mountains, shake nations and pray and get divine answers. The angels of God themselves are poised to come and be aid and help for those that are heirs of salvation. So when I talk about his workmanship, when I talk about his people, I'm not talking about something we can climb up to, but thank God he set up the ladder on earth and the top of it reached heaven. Thank God, hallelujah, he sowed the seed in the earth and he sits down in heaven. Thank God he poured his spirit on earth and he rules and reigns from heaven. Hallelujah. And, and, and so, so when we talk like that, then we have to ask ourselves something very, very important. What is faith? What is faith? What is faith 20 years ago? 
Is faith a subject? Is it supposed to just be grasped by some people that can live 80, 90, or 100 years in divine health? Is their relationship with God just supposed to reveal itself in the life of sporadic heroes here and there that are exceptions rather than the rule? Did Jesus just die to make God's best available to just a scattered handful throughout history? Or do you have an appointment with the divine upgrade that God has for you? My God, I feel the power of the Holy Ghost. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. So the point is faith, the living faith of God, Christ in you, will live in you. And the scriptures, the holy scriptures, will bear witness to that truth. Are you listening to me? Because that's what we build on. But don't misunderstand this. That you can have a hundred Bibles and never know what God is saying. Because the word himself was standing and he told the crowd go and search the scriptures. Because you think in them you have eternal life and they're the ones that testify of me. You think that I'm a subject. You think I'm a future date. You think that God is somebody far away. But he has brought his presence right into your life. And today your salvation is nearer to you than it ever has been. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Turn with me in the word of God to the second epistle uh, epistle of Peter. Boy, I wanted to go to some uh, some uh, other places in, in the Bible, but we kind of did <laughs> do you love me? Yes. you understand what I said don't you? Yes. <clears throat> look here Second Peter chapter 1 familiar to, to, to us but worthy of meditation grace and peace hallelujah state of welfare, well-being and uh, supply and a divine enablement right much is given, grace uh, and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. So we see the increase of the Lord in us. <clears throat> right? <clears throat> and on our behalf also, but in us. Amen. Um, let me explain. Can I explain? Yes. We talk about things happening. Let's talk about things happening. Well, that was good. <laughs> things happening. Do you remember the seven sons of Sceva? <clears throat> what disqualified them from getting the result? It was their nature. 
they were disqualified by nature. And they, they took it upon themselves. They didn't have a commission. They took it upon themselves. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't have a, a, a knowledge of the Lord and the Lord's knowledge of them. And so they used the name of Jesus what Paul preached. And the devil said, No, your nature won't work on this. Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. See, you can't get this to happen because of who you are. And so this is why it's important for us to allow the Lord to teach us who He has made us in Him. Otherwise, we could be, you know, uh, struggling, you know. Like, you know, you remember Dr. Shambach talking about how uh, Brother Allen sent him first time in the tent next door to cast the devil out of the woman. It was his first experience to cast the devil out of this woman. And she was a big-sized, strong demon-possessed woman. And, and Brother Shambach had never, ever had a, 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 that before. He had seen uh, Alan do it, and uh, he, he, he would call Alan the master at, at deliverance in, in the sense that he had, as far as healing the deaf, casting out deaf spirit, blind spirits, etc., or just demon possession, he would get results, tremendous results. Actually, the foremost a deliverance ministry in the 50s well you know Brother Shambach went in there and then you know he the devil started talking back to him and he said the woman started telling I will wear you out it wasn't the woman she was speaking with a deep guttural voice I'm not gonna I will wear you out you're gonna be here all night and for a while there, he was thinking, you know, he's right. <laughs> and he said, I tried everything. And then, and then he said, and it hit me. And, 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 and then he said, I said, my big brother, Jesus, defeated you 2,000 years ago. And then the, the voice changed. He said, don't say that. Oh, he said, I knew I got him. Once you get an SCF and all of a sudden you know who your name is and what you've been called to, you know you got him. You know you got the victory. You got the results. Hey, hey. Glory, 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 glory. And some of us, some of you and all of us in certain areas, you, you've been wrestling and that thing told you, I'm going to wear you out. Well, I have good news for you. The time has come for it to bow the knee to the name of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords in your life. Hey, hey, the time has come. The time has come. The time has come. So, so he said, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who are you? In other words, you by nature don't qualify to get neither Jesus's nor Paul's results. 
Does that make sense? And see, as long as Brother Shambach, full of the Holy Ghost, uh, licensed and ordained in the ministry. Are you listening to me? As long as Brother Shambach thought he would have to get worn out all night, he was going to get robbed because the devil is not a truth teller. So anybody here who's been told I'm going to wear you out, shake that thing off of you. That's a lie. You're not going to be wore out. We're looking at Second Peter and chapter 1. And we got peace and grace being multiplied through the knowledge of God. And that's where that nature thing came from, right? In verse 3 it said, according as his divine power. Isn't that powerful? Is his God power. According as his God power. That's what that word divine means. Just mean, it doesn't mean a good cake. You know, oh, that's just simply divine. No. Maybe good. I'm just going to bother you tonight. It, it, It really, I'm not trying to be funny. And it doesn't matter whether or not anyone thinks I'm funny or I'm not funny. It really doesn't matter. But I'm going to bother you. When we read the Word of God, we are going to read the Word of God. His God power has given us all things to whom much is given, much is required. Well, 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 Lord, I don't have much. No, you have all things. But I don't feel like I have much. Well, uh, Well, stir up the gift. And affect your feeling. I don't know much. Really? You spend the rest of your life in verse 3 of chapter 1, 2 Peter. (laughs) All things (laughs) pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to glory and virtue my God thank you thank you for the calling Lord whereby are given unto us there's the word given again to whom much is given given whereby are given unto us enough to get by whatever the Lord chooses now that word is, is pretty pretty big isn't it exceeding great and precious promises and that word is appointments 
We heard a little bit through the team. They did such a tremendous job, and and uh, 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 Amira and Rev, and you guys did tremendous talking about appointments. And we all live in that appointment, don't we? Not only the ministry team, on uh, but the ministry team and the extension of the, all that we live in appointments. That doesn't mean we live from a uh, a time to a time, but we live in the living season of God. That's what the word promises carries with it. The original language also is translated appointments. Because a promise, if that's all you think you have, you have the ability to relegate it to some time that is indefinite. But if it's an appointment, the Holy Spirit has an ability to define the availability of this provision given unto us. Exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers and that word is associates of the divine nature. You might be partakers with God in his God nature. Now is he speaking to humans? Having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. He's speaking to humans. He's speaking to you and I. He's telling us in the opening of the epistle. Just in the beginning of the epistle. That the Lord has given us. These exceeding great and precious promises. Not that so, 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 so someday uh, something would happen. But no. A beginning of a reformation. And a change because we've been born of his nature. And that reformation and change, that transformation or becoming, starts being received through an ability he gives. This is why he says now, we with an open face. Because if the word of God under the new covenant won't help you, then you're going to live the same like people lived under the old covenant. You're going to have a veil on your face, afraid of God, instead of believing that God can and share, will share with you like he did in Christ, face to face. But when he talks and shares with you face to face, and spirit to spirit, then that divine nature or the nature of God becomes what you have association and partnership with. Now, you could take notes on me. I'm not making the stuff up. That's what that word means. That you may become partakers or associates with God in His God nature. Why do I need His God nature? Why do you need His God nature? Because He is a high priest that has fulfilled both sides. He's fulfilled being at all points tempted like we are yet without sin. And he's fulfilled never ceasing to be the word of God who lives and abides forever. So that he could sow and from himself give what is necessary to become the antidote to your weaknesses. Energizing you through participation with his divine nature. When you are weak, the grace of God is upon you. When it looks like it's impossible, when you call upon the name of the Lord... 
when we, Paul said, when I'm weak, then I'm strong. And so this, this is the antidote to um, what would otherwise rule you. Now, can I explain a little farther? All of us have seen the, um, we see the medical glove or a um, very thin uh, uh, glove that will stick right to you, right? So literally, the, the child of God and the body of Christ is called to be full of God that way. And then beyond that, just like a hand fills a glove, God fills his people. And and just like God fills his people, then through his people, God uh, uh, energizes and generates and touches through his people. This is why there's a laying on of hands. Are you here? And, and, and so as the association with God in his nature is not to do away with our humanity. It's to do away with our infirmity. It's not to do away with our humanity. It's to do away with our weaknesses. And so this is the doc. Are you saying I'll never feel weak? That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that just as he did it, he's faithful to teach us and energize us by his spirit to aid us and help us so that while there's a weakness in your life, there's still a well that is deep enough and a river that is powerful enough to energize you up out of that weakness into a place of spiritual strength in God. He did not fill us to do away with our humanity, but to do away with the weakness thereof. He did not fill us to do away from our ability to make a mistake, but to give us the ability to know how to confess when we made a mistake and get back right in the things of God. He filled your life with the very antidote, amen, so that participation in the divine nature became yours and mine, amen. Isn't that, did that help anybody? And who said that? Praise the Lord. So so the the nature of the Lord that we're associates with, we, we don't claim that nature and divide it from Christ. No. He's the one that we, we have a great high priest which is passed into the heavens. Jesus, the son of God. He's the head of the body, the church. We call upon him. We call upon his name. Then we're not calling about someone far away. We don't have to say, oh, come down from heaven, Lord. When are you going to come? This world's coming to a mess. We don't have to say. We don't have to say. That's what the scripture says. We don't have to say. And, and I'm ready for the Lord to return. But it, hit someone and say, catch this. How many know what I'm talking about? We believe the Lord is coming soon, right? Amen. But the end of the dilemma is not in the second coming. The end of the dilemma is the, in the acknowledgement that he is Lord of all. My God. My God. Hallelujah. So, so that's why we bring glad tidings of good news to the world. But the righteousness which is of faith. Wow, God is multiplying my time. 
speaks like this. The word is nigh me. Near me. He. Is in my heart. And in my mouth. The word is near me. Who's the word? Other than in him was life. Who's the word other than he's the nature of God? So our Lord Jesus, the Christ, who was called of Nazareth, but he was born in Bethlehem, who rose again from the dead, and we're going to talk and teach and learn about what he did when he rose and appeared to us 40 days. Someday. <laughs> Lord willing. Ascended on high and sent or poured out himself in his fullness through the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit came to give us what belongs to Christ. He will not speak of himself whatsoever he, he receives of mine and show it to you. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. So now he does not fill us to do away with our humanity. Our humanity is not the handicap. Our humanity is the legal catalyst. If we turn it right, are you listening to me? If we turn it right, it'll be energized with the divine nature and enablement. And his enablement will eradicate the influence of the weaknesses and the infirmities. And through the groanings which cannot be uttered, the spirit will take a hold alongside with us against. He helpeth our infirmities. Praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> and uh, that means he helps us come out of them. Boy, this is good. I feel so blessed to be a human being. I'm so glad I'm a human being. Are you glad you're a human being? Are you glad you've been born again? Yes. A child of God. Yes. That God is your heavenly father. Yes. That you're a member of the eternal family of God. Yes. Are you happy? Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Isn't that wonderful? Yes. Let me just take a moment with you. Because... I'm going to let you bask on this and meditate on it and prepare for tomorrow for our next sessions. I want us to go to Ephesians chapter 1 since the Holy Ghost directed us so prophetically tonight. You know, when I minister, uh, when a prophet ministers, we can minister, Paul said, by knowledge, by revelation, by prophecy, and by doctrine. Does that make sense? And we have seen all of those expressed today. But there's a very strong prophetic, if you will, content to this ministry tonight 
in impartational form. If you notice, you can tell in your spirit there is a fullness. How many can tell there is a fullness? Let me see your hands. Okay. So this is an impartational thing. That, that means that we have to spend some time alone, quiet, or with one another, if we're talking about the things of the Lord, going over some of the things that the Lord has given to us because much of what we know was confirmed. And then some was revealed. And, and uh, we quite maybe did not see it like that before. But then we see it in the Word of God. Does that make sense? So because of that, I have to just take you to Ephesians and kind of uh, leave you with, with this to meditate on it because it's about four of us here today that, you know, you're, you're, you're swimming to catch up. And um, I love you, and I want to make sure that you understand um, everything that the Lord has for you. And how many of us are in IMI? If you're, and if you're not in IMI, which sounds like everybody is, so. And uh, <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 1. The Apostle Paul teaches us in verse 3 that the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenlies in Christ. Do you notice that? Heavenly places, the King James says. According as he has chosen us in him. In him whom? In him whom? Oh, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. That we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Notice that this idea that God had... (laughs) Uh, of let us make man in our image and after our likeness finds its bullseye its most accurate fulfillment in his predetermination to make us are you listening to me holy and without blame before him in Christ Jesus it's a powerful truth so we can see that Jesus did not come back to earth. I'm going to say this and, 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 and you wait till the next session. If you want to learn anything about it or the next bunch of sessions. Jesus did not come to earth just to return us back to where we were in Adam. Actually the Lord was born into earth. And we could go 42 generations and, and trace his genealogy to Abraham. And we could go through another line and trace his generation before. He did not come through Abraham, meaning the male species. He was born into earth 
miraculously by the word becoming a human being. And so he came up where you cannot dispute what tribe he came out of. He is from Judah. Are you listening to me? And when he was born into the earth out of the tribe of Judah, genealogically, you could find the genealogy of Jesus all the way to the time when Jesus came. The problem is you won't find the grave where his body is. You, 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 you won't find a corpse at the side of the road anywhere uh, on earth where he is because this one did not come from here. And so this one did not terminate here. This one came from there. And this one ascended up there. And he took you and I up there together with him in the heavenly places. Glory be to God. So no, the Lord did not come back to restore us to what we were in Adam. He came to fulfill what he really was talking about when he said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. And he successfully did by taking you and I into the divine family of God and making us members of the divine nature and members of the body of Christ together with him. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. He, he became the last Adam. Now notice, the last Adam means he started another race. Glory be to God. And as you and I have borne the image of the earthy, we shall bear the image of the heavenly. We're part of a new race. We're part of a new race that God has ordained before the world unto our glory. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Well, jump up and just shout like you never shouted because I'm not going to get to where I'm going. Oh, go ahead and praise the Lord. Go ahead and praise the Lord. Lord, bless us. Uh, bless us incredibly, excessively, extravagantly with your goodness and with your mercy and with your spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Open the eyes of our understanding. Help us as normal uh, human beings in the natural to accept the word of the word who has come to make us a partaker of the word. And, and, And fill us that the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you will open the eyes of our understanding and we may know fully in the first century way the hope of your calling then the exceeding greatness of your power in us who believe according to the working 
or the energy or the energy of your mighty power which you wrought in Christ demonstrated when you raised him from the dead and glorified him and in him glorified the church the body that you have predestined, the people that you have foreknown, the people that you have forechosen, and those of us who accepted the fact that we were lost and now we're found. Open the eyes of our understanding. Let us know what is the exceeding greatness of your, your power to us, word who believe according to the working of your mighty power, which you wrought in Christ when you raised him from the dead and set him at your own right hand in the heavenly places. And... Thank you for giving the Lord to the body, to the church, to be the head, to be the dominant, to be the superior over all things to the church, which is your body, the fullness of the one that fills all in all. Unto you be glory in the church. Oh, come on and shout somebody. Thanks for joining us on the Christian Harfouch Ministries podcast. Join us on our other podcast, Miracles Today. Connect with us at globalrevival.com, and we'll see you next week.